Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Ormo campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Psalm 107 is a great psalm. It starts off by saying, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And then over these four weeks, we've been looking at four different uh, chapters, I guess, of the psalm or stanzas of this song that talk about different things that we all walk through. And today, Justin's story really leans into what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what it is to find peace in the midst of an overwhelming and sometimes often anxious life. The psalmist writes this in verse 23. Some went out on on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, His wonderful deeds in the deep. For He spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And He brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. And maybe the words of that today sum up a little bit of your life right now. Maybe it feels like you're in the midst of a storm or a tempest has been uh, created in front of you and things are overwhelming and your courage is melting away. Well, I wanna talk this morning about peace. I wanna talk about what it is to find peace in the midst of the storms of life. You see, I think often we define peace like this. Peace is the absence of something. So peace is the absence of war or peace is the absence of conflict or the absence of trouble or the absence of turmoil. You might think uh, if you're defining peace, you say, well, peace is just the absence of noise. Parents here might think this afternoon, my greatest dream for this afternoon on this hot, nearly summer's day is just to go home, to turn on the air conditioner, to sit in my recliner, to put my feet up, And the thing that would make it most peaceful is if everybody else in my house just decided to disappear somewhere, so it was quiet. Anyone else with me in that moment just going, oh, you had me right there? Philip Usher put his hand up then. (laughs) We just get it, don't we? Like this, this sense of if we just can move the noise, the turmoil, the trouble. Like if 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 we want to find peace, it's about removing things, it's about the absence. Of things. The problem I have with the definition of peace is the absence of is there's a few factors there that don't make it an easy definition to deal with. Because if peace is merely the absence of something, there's two main things that make that problematic for us. And the first is this, our circumstances. So if peace is the absence of something, well, it's circumstantial. In other words, we are dependent on a whole bunch of factors to line up for us to feel at peace. If peace is the absence of conflict, we need to live in a world where we're not in conflict with anybody. But it's circumstantial, isn't it? Because right now, some of you are in the midst of significant conflict in your workplace, in your home life, with a family member, with a neighbour, with an authority somewhere. You're in conflict and you recognise that you have no control over that conflict because conflict requires two parties. 
The Bible says it, doesn't it? Where it depends on you, live at peace with all people. In other words, it already suggests that you can only control what you can control. So if peace is the absence of something, it's circumstantial. So as long as there's no conflict, as long as there's no financial stress, as long as you hold on to your job, as long as the doctor's reports are positive, as long as there's no problem in your world, you can live at peace. Do you see the issue with this? Because if peace becomes circumstantial, that would then suggest that we have no control over our own peace. If peace is circumstantial, you don't have control over it. In other words, you can work really hard to line everything up and make everything sit in perfect balance and harmony and unison, but you know tomorrow you might rock up to work and the boss might call you in and say there's been some changes. So you have no control over your own peace if peace is circumstantial. And right now, some of us are living in the midst of significant turmoil. Some of our stories right now are stories of significant turmoil. And what's the problem with that? We've got no control over it because it's turmoil that has been brought to us. It's not the the cause of our own bad choices or our own sinfulness or our own whatever. Our, Our peace right now is being affected by the circumstances around it. We have no control over it. So if the only way we define peace is it's the absence of fill in the gap, some of us will never find peace. I actually wonder if for many of us, our anxiety is fueled by a deep sense of having no control over the circumstances and the outcomes of life. And instead of ever feeling at peace, our world always feels in turmoil. So if peace then isn't just the absence of something, what's a better definition? Well, I don't want to give you my definition. I want to take us to the Scripture this morning and talk about what I think the Bible says about peace. I just want to say three things really simply this morning. See, peace, and number one is this. Peace is not the absence of anything. It's not the absence of trouble or turmoil, but peace in a Christian sense is found in the presence of Jesus. Just think about the difference in this. Peace is not the absence of something, it is the presence of someone. It's a huge shift because if it's the absence of something, we spend our whole life trying to line up the things so that the gap that needs to exist to make us feel like all is well with the world exists. But what if it's not about absence? What if it's about presence? Peace is not the absence of trouble, it's the presence of Jesus in the midst of any circumstance. We all know that presence is a powerful thing. You may not have thought deeply on this, but if you are, all of us will get this illustration. If you're parents, you'll get it really clearly. Maybe you're young and you'll understand it, but I have five kids and a few of them quite young, and it's amazing where late at night, when the sun's not shining and it's dark outside, how overwhelming that can be to our kids when they're in a room on their own in the dark. And like most of us at some point in our life, all of my kids at different times have come screaming into my room in the middle of the night, scared because of the dark and because they're feeling alone and isolated and starting to create scenarios that aren't real. But something changes the minute I'm in that picture. 
You see, my presence in my kid's story in that moment changes everything. Suddenly they don't recognise the dark anymore because dad's present or mum's present. You see, presence changes everything. And we know that as parents, when we're present in those dark moments with our kids, suddenly there's a new confidence, there's a new peace that flows through them. See, presence changes everything. It's a really, really powerful thing. If we go to the Scripture, Matthew chapter 14 tells us the story of uh, the disciples out on the water and it said the wind and the waves had come up and they were, you know, fighting against it. I mean, the guys in the boat, it's not like it's the first time they've been on the water. They were fishermen. This is what they did. They would have been used to tumultuous seas. But on this particular night, it says they were fighting the wind and the waves. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of their eye, what did they see? They saw Jesus coming to them, walking over the water, walking over the waves, walking against the wind. And it said that they were afraid because they thought he was a ghost. And I think all of us in that circumstance would understand why they were afraid. Because if you've ever been on the water at night in crazy weather and suddenly you saw someone walking towards the boat across the surface of the water, I reckon you'd be a bit freaked out too. The disciples were freaked out, but then guess what? They realised who it was. And Jesus speaks peace into their circumstances such that Peter, one of the disciples who's sitting in the boat, looks at Jesus and decides that this is a great moment to really see whether he too could join Jesus on the surface of the water. And so Peter, with his eyes on Jesus, steps outside of the boat and a miracle that defies logic, science and everything else, Peter walks across the surface of the water towards Jesus. You see, presence is everything in our circumstances. The presence of Jesus is everything in our circumstances. When did the story change? The story changed when Peter took his eyes off Jesus and became aware of his circumstances again. And it said that he started to sink. The good news about what what the Bible tells us is peace is not something that is depend on the absence of things in our world. Peace is something that can be found in the midst of the storm, when we become aware and focused on the presence of Jesus. The presence is everything when it comes to peace. Daniel chapter three tells a, a story of three young men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You can read it later, Daniel chapter three. And it says that uh, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, had created an idol, a statue of gold in his own image and he demanded everybody worship the statue, worship him. These three young men said, well, we don't bow a knee to anybody else. We only bow a knee to the maker of the heavens and the earth. And so everyone bows down, but these three guys just refuse to bow down. And so he orders them to be thrown into a fiery furnace for their life to end. And the story goes that they're led up. It was a way of execution in ancient Babylon. And so Nebuchadnezzar grabs them and gets so upset with them, he turns the furnace up super hot. So even the guards that are carrying them towards the furnace are perishing from the heat on the furnace. And it says that as they walked up, guess what? God didn't rescue them in the journey to the furnace. What happened? They got thrown into the fiery furnace, three of them. The Bible tells us that as everyone stared into the furnace, they saw four figures standing in the furnace. See, the presence of Jesus in that moment changed everything. Peace is not found in the absence of trouble or in the absence of turmoil or in the absence of conflict. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus in the midst of any circumstance. 
If you want to find peace, stop looking for it by making everything aligned in your life. Start turning your eyes to Jesus because Jesus is the one that can help you walk on the surface of the water even when the waves are crashing all around. The second thing I want to say is this. Peace changes our perspective and our stance in the midst of turmoil. From a human perspective, peace makes no sense. But the minute the presence of Jesus comes into the picture, everything changes. Jesus says this, John chapter 16. He says to his disciples, he's just done this long dialogue about you know, him heading to the cross and what is to come and his relationship with the Father. And he says this, I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Now listen to this next bit because we don't always like to preach this in church and we don't like to talk about this with each other. We always want to give each other the false hope of it's all going to be all right and it's going to turn out wonderful. But listen to what Jesus says. He says, in this world you will have trouble. Let it sink in. In this world, the words of the Creator Himself, in this world you will have trouble. And everyone here today has already experienced it and there's gonna be some part of your future story as well, that there's gonna be some things in your world, in your circumstances, in your family, in the external world around you that you could define as trouble. Jesus says, in this world you have trouble. But then He says, but take heart because I've overcome the world. You see, once we experience the presence of Jesus in the midst of our circumstances, it changes our perspective and then our stance in the midst of our trouble. Acts chapter 16 is one of my favourite stories. I I refer to it a lot, I've decided. I lean on it a lot, but it's the picture of Paul and Silas that have had uh, an encounter with the authorities because they told this girl that was possessed with a demon, they they actually healed somebody and the people that were actually making money out of her uh, being bound up by this spirit actually get really upset. They get thrown in jail. It says they get taken to the inner cell, the worst place in the jail. They have their foot bound in stocks. Like these are two guys that are doing what Jesus has called them to do with their life. He's called them to actually go and preach the gospel and what's the reward? in a cell of the jail, probably beaten, probably naked, in stocks. And the Bible tells us that their response is what? In the midnight hour, they are sitting in the jail cell, praying and singing hymns to God. Man, there's something I love about that picture. There's something that that many of us get into that inner cell moment in our life. And it's probably not a physical jail cell, but it's that moment where you go, God, I've done everything you told me to do and and I've been really faithful to you and I've turned up to church and and I've given some money to the mission department and you know I gave a couple extra dollars for my sausage at Missions Barbecue last week and I serve in a ministry and, and we do a devotion around the family table once a month and I pray occasionally and I've done lots for you, Jesus. How come nothing's going right for me? Jesus says, you're gonna have trouble in this world, but my presence is gonna change it because I've overcome the world. And Paul and Silas, in the midst of significant trouble, aren't finding ways to blame God for their circumstances. They're just turning their eyes back to Him. Because you see, when Jesus is present in the midst of our circumstances, it changes our perspective and our stance. Paul writes to the church in Philippi this, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, uh, present your request to God. And the peace of God, and I love this, which transcends all understanding. 
You know what the peace of God looks like? It's not just a fleeting moment of feeling okay. It's a peace that transcends understanding. It's a peace that rests on you when you're bound in chains in the middle of a jail cell. It's a peace that transcends on you in the middle of the storms of life. It's a peace that rests on you when everything else falls apart and you don't know what tomorrow brings. It's a peace when you turn up to the boss tomorrow and he says, we've got no more work for you. It's a peace that comes when you sit in a doctor's office. The peace of God that transcends all understanding. This is not a small thing, a fleeting thing or a temporal thing. This is a deep reality that says, no matter what life brings against me, guess what? I'm gonna be okay because Jesus is present with me in the storm. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, peace is one of those things when it's a deep reality for us. It changes not just our perspective, but our stance in the midst of trouble. Because trouble is one of the things that threatens to take all of us out in our faith journey. In a minute, something goes wrong in your world, God gets the blame for it. And trouble is one of those things where we can look at it and go, God, where are you? You've neglected me, you've left me alone. No, no, no. The peace of God that rests, the peace that transcends all understanding, it says, will guard your hearts and minds. In other words, it's one of the things that actually stops our circumstances taking us out. Peace changes our perspective and our stance in the midst of turmoil. And finally, let me say this. Peace is not something that we create or we find or we stumble across externally. It's something that God does internally in us. The Bible says that it's actually a gift from God. It's actually one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means that the Holy Spirit's presence in our life, the Holy Spirit's indwelling in our life, God present with us and in us, one of the fruits of that, so one of the things that's produced from that relationship is peace. This is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Goes on. So peace is actually one of the fruits of what it is to live conscious of God at work in us. Again, Jesus says this, peace I leave with you. My peace, read this with me, I give to you. It's not something that we have to go find that's gonna be hidden under a bush somewhere. It's actually a gift that God imparts to us. My peace, I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Romans 15 says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Get this, get th these words aren't by accident. It's not may you experience peace, may, may you find peace. It's may the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace. You see, the peace of God is a gift from above. And as you are filled, may you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna get the band to come join me this morning. I wanna say this. If you're here today and you're searching for peace, and the way you're looking for it is by making sure all your circumstances are aligned. I don't want to be a bearer of bad news, but you're probably signing up to constantly be robbed of peace. Because you don't have the power to control all of your circumstances. You don't have the power to control the way others react to you. You don't have the power over every circumstance that you'll face. So if you're searching for peace by making sure that all your circumstances are okay, 
Tomorrow might just be another day where peace is robbed from you. But if you choose to search for peace by allowing God to fill you, not even the worst that life can throw at you will rob you of your peace. It's just a different way of looking at it. Now, I hope that some of us will realign our understanding today of what it means to find peace. Because if you're searching for peace by aligning all your circumstances, you're gonna get yourself robbed of peace. But if you search for peace by allowing God to fill you with His peace, nothing can rob you of that peace. You know, I find myself that, that verse from Philippians, it, it's one of my go-to prayers. It's one of my go-to prayers. I just, I've been absolutely captured throughout my life and my ministry life by that phrase, may the peace of God which transcends all understanding. I'm just captured by that. It's just, there's something in it that I think is so deep and powerful. And I find myself praying that prayer over people all the time. If I've prayed for you here, probably 50% of you have had me pray that prayer over you. May the peace of God that transcends all understanding fill you with hope. I asked for permission to share this, but the other day I was meeting with someone in our congregation here today that if you look at the circumstances, they're pretty tough right now. And they're all circumstances that were born out of things, out of His control. And I'm sitting there just with my heart aching from a brother who's just walking through a really tough patch. And all I can do in those moments is pray. And, and, and I just said, mate, can we pray? And we sit in the middle of a food court. And I just prayed for him. And I said, God, right now, I just wanna pray for your peace that transcends all understanding. Just to fill. You say it fills us. Fill him right now. We finished praying and uh, he said to me, I, I, I don't, I don't want to overplay this, but as he prayed that prayer for me, it was like a bottle of water was being tipped over me from head to toe. It was a tangible sense of God filling me with peace. Yeah, as I've been preparing this message today, I actually reckon that's what God wants to do for some of us today. He, he doesn't want to give us a new set of rules or roadmaps to go and find peace or a new bunch of things that we've got to work on when we go home to find peace. He actually wants us to experience His peace as it fills us. See, the difference is if you walk out of here looking for the new set of things that you can adjust in your life to find peace, you've missed the point of my message. But if you leave here filled with the gift of peace that only God can give you, suddenly you're gonna have a new way of facing whatever circumstances come. And so this morning, as we finish, I just felt like what we want to do for each other today is just pray that prayer over each other. May the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, fill you with hope. Not as a nice sentiment, but as a, an invitation to say, God, right now in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the grief, in the midst of everything else going on, we're just gonna ask right now for this person that You would fill them with peace, that they may take a different stance as they confront those circumstances. They may know Your presence in the midst of those circumstances and they may walk through them with confidence, with complete trust, that you are with We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and we'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services because everyone who comes through our doors is welcome. You can find out more about our community and locations at gatewaybaptist.com.au.